0: This is the official Caps Shirt Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here again with you on a Monday episode of the official Caps Shirt Podcast. If you're an OG, you know that right now is when we are going to be talking about league news, and a week in review for the Washington Capitals. Uh, And on Thursday, we usually have an interview where we bring somebody in. Actually, this Thursday, I have Joe, a.k.a. at Washed Up Goalie, on Twitter and all social medias, the host of Tindy Talk podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network, 100% dedicated to goalies. He's gotten, he's had some great guests on. uh, And we, we just cut up about beer league and um, you know, just how the, how the Washington capitals goaltending situation looks and just kind of a general conversation. It's actually a really good one. So tune in on Thursday to hear about that. And like I said, if you're an OG, you knew that if you're new, welcome. Thank you uh, to the OGs. Love you. Mean it. Let's pop some tabs and get it going. One, two, three, all right, so let's start out with some league news, uh, some really sad news uh, to to kind of start the whole episode off. Uh, Hall of Famer Borde Salming of the Leafs passed away at 71. Uh, he suffered from ALS uh, during the Hall of Fame ceremony. He was out, you know, on the ice and was ha- needing help to, like, get around, but, you know, He obviously, you know, knew where he was, and it was a very emotional time to say hi to, you know, the the Leafs fans. But uh, unfortunately, he he passed away uh, here. I believe it was either the day before Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving. Um, So, really brutal news. It sucks. The guy was a legend, and as we covered when uh, he was on that, or was when he was uh, at the ceremony. He uh, was one of the like first European uh, players of no- of notoriety in the NHL. He was tough as nails. There are guys that were taking runs at him. Um, you know, trying to keep the stereotype that there stereotype that European players were soft. Relevant, which is obviously not true. We know that, uh, but. He took a lot of abuse just on the ice and took it in stride and is one of the all-time greats uh, defensemen in the, in the NHL and also, obviously, for the Leafs as well. Uh, on to a little bit of a, some lighter news, New Jersey fans were fucking pissed after snapping their 13-game winning streak in New Jersey, taking a shutout L against Toronto. There were three, not one, not two, but three whole, uh, called off goals for New Jersey. The first one was some goaltender interference from Siegenthaler. There was a kicked in puck. Um, and then there was another goalie interference, uh, Matt Murray trying to get into the, get back into the crease, uh, and running into, I think Tomas Tartar. In any case, uh, (laughs) beer rained down, um, you know, I really think that the, I mean, fans are throwing shit on the ice. I really think that the only questionable one was the, the kind of the first one. Uh, I will say it's a wild way to snap, uh, a winning streak, especially of that magnitude, but you can't be throwing shit on the ice. It's that's, that's a no, no. Uh, that's, you get kicked out for that. Uh, if you'll remember in Phil- Philadelphia, They were throwing stuff on the ice several years ago, I believe, in the playoffs, and it ended up costing the Philadelphia Flyers a uh, penalty. It's, uh, (laughs) I mean, obviously, I I almost sympathize with New Jersey fans because that sucks, uh, but at the same time, kind of funny to see the Pittsburgh Winter Classic jerseys and the Boston Bruins Winter Classic jerseys came out. I believe they're playing in Fenway Park. Uh the Pittsburgh Winter Classic jerseys look like absolute shit. That's an objective take. They are probably the worst pieces of shit that have come out in a long time for the Winter Classic. Probably ever. Honestly, probably they might be this no, they're they're the worst. The worst Winter Classic jerseys ever. Dawned by Pittsburgh. This is like their fourth fucking winter classic anyways. Why the fuck are they even getting another one? Why can't the team just fold and be erased from history? That would be the best thing that we could do moving forward. But, of course, the league wants to give them another fucking winter classic. And here we are having to stare at these fucking abominations on the ice on New Year's Day in Boston, Fenway Park. I hope the Bruins beat the fucking wheels off the Pittsburgh Penguins. Anyways, uh, some positive, uh, some more positive uh, news, I guess. The United States Hockey Hall of Fame induction is on November 30th in St. Paul, Minnesota. This year's class is made up of Steve Cash. He's actually a sled hockey player. He's the goalie for the national team. Uh, the sled hockey national team for the USA has won like everything all the time. They're fucking dominant. So awesome to see him getting... Um, uh, put into the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame, uh, Jim Johansson and um, is another one of note. He died in 2018. Um, he was a kind of a builder of the game. Jocelyn Lamoureux Davidson and Monique Lamoureux Morando are both going in as well. So the two Lamoureux twins, uh, who have been mainstay staples for Team USA and standout players in their own right, along with doing a ton of stuff to grow the game, going around touring and, you know, holding clinics and meet and greets and all the stuff that, you know, a quintessential Olympian should do. They have done and more. So all awesome uh, inductees so far. And then finally, a, a guy who, you know, was a... Standout goaltender, never won a cup, but was an incredible goaltender. Really a uh, a a player that could turn the tide of a game and really put Buffalo on his shoulders for several years is Ryan Miller. Uh, he also played for the Ducks as a backup. <clears throat> incredible stud goalie. I think honestly one of the most underrated goalies ever. Ryan Miller, uh, Olympian as well. Um, so I guess not super underrated in that sense, but longevity and domination throughout his career uh, on the personal stats, totally deserved and love to see that he's an American. So he's going in. Uh, that's the draft class or that's the inductee class for this year. So congratulations to all the, all of these players and, and coaches. And I love that there's the twins are going in to women. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the sled hockey player as well. And Steve cash. So good stuff. One injury to update you on Evan Rodriguez is out for two to four weeks for the avalanche with a, with the vaunted lower body injury. No sussies a note. So let's, uh. Let's get into the Washington wrap round after I pay the bills. Hockey fans like the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot in even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Caps fans, are you ready to break down the week in review for your Washington Capitals on this Washington wrap run? So, the Washington Capitals limping into this week, I had said that the Caps were going to go 3-0. and And technically, I wasn't wrong because I think they beat the fucking wheels off New Jersey. It just didn't go our way uh, on Saturday. So, let's start with the game on the 23rd versus Philadelphia at home. There's a 3-2 overtime win with TJ Oshie returning to the lineup. Uh, You know, I'm going to say it a couple times probably this episode. TJ Oshie's uh, return to the lineup, like him being in the lineup, is such a spark plug for the boys. He makes an instant difference. He's highly talented. He's dogged in nature. The guy hounds pucks. He is truly the Osh babe. Um, I I, I mean, having him come back is just such a huge lift for the Washington Capitals. Uh, It's crazy. So starting off in the first period, the Caps were looking okay in the first minutes, which earned them a goal uh, against (laughs) from Morgan Frost and a pretty soft soft one that I think Kemper wanted back, kind of off the shoulder, up in the air, and then fluttered into the net. Uh, Brutal goal to give up early, but he did it, you know, whatever. In the first period... And Morgan Frost, you know, that's one of those young guys that's one of those talent players for Philadelphia, if those exist on that team. Fortunately, though, our power play finally cashed in two times, once off a Mojo kick. uh, So it didn't count. But then Mojo again, who may or may not have touched it off an OV rebound that went five hole. It was a pretty good passing play uh, and a nice rebound, uh, crash the net kind of style. I told you against Philadelphia that we were going to need to get high volume shots and crash the net and get a greasy goal. This is a perfect example, even though it was on the power play. You know, get the shot on and try to bury a rebound. I do think though that uh, Marcus Johansson did not steal this from Ovi. I think that if he wasn't there to to deflect this puck in or tip it in. It would have gone either wide or post and out, uh, and then maybe Mojo would have gotten it anyways. But in any case, I think it was necessary. So let's not, not all, you know, crucify Marcus Johansson for tapping in a a goal that went through or, or the puck that went through the goalie's five hole. The Caps do end up taking a couple penalties the rest of the period, but, you know, do a great job in killing. You know, I think that penalty killing up to this point is really one of the Washington Capitals' strengths. If there are any that are, you know, brightly shining, you got to say it's their PK. It's not bad right now, um, which lends itself to, you know, I think that the defense here for the Washington Capitals is not as bad as as some may think. You know, put your torches and pitchforks away, coming after J.C. for that. In the second, it was a pretty good period with the Caps coming out with more chances and included a couple post shots until a fluky goal is led in by Kemper, second one of the night, at around the 5.30 mark off of some bad bounces and a hope and pray shot uh, on net by Provorov. Brutal results so far uh, with the goals against. So it's 2-1 at this point. In the third, the Flyers came out trying their, their damnedest to really counterpunch as the Caps really had tilted the ice in their favor through the second into the third. Um, and the Caps did an okay job absorbing it late in the period. The Flyers rang post, but the Caps fired back with a late goal by Sonny Milano to tie it up. And that sends the game to overtime. <clears throat> At this point, I think that the that the Philadelphia Flyers were really petered out. <laughs> they were, you know, they had really tried to weather the storm against Washington uh, who on paper and on ice is a better team, uh, which is, you know, somewhat surprising to say, even with our injuries um, at this point in the season. But we do force the game to overtime. Huge, huge gut check for the Caps, who really needed to get the monkey off their back. And overtime, the Washington Capitals literally never gave them any chance. And Ovi almost won it, but then actually did off of a feed from Strom, uh, for a one-timer on the rush. Just a fucking rocket. You'd love to see it. Uh, and that's a come-from-behind win for the Washington Capitals. The monkey officially off the back, throw it into the Chesapeake Bay like never to be seen again, hopefully. I think the Caps were sloppy at times, but definitely attacked in waves and battled back from some of the luckiest goals ever that were – that, that, that Kemper has probably seen in his in his career, much less this season. So a couple of fluky goals. I don't think they're on Kemper. Obviously, he would have loved to have them back. But at the same time, that's hockey. It's going to happen. And it was a great uh, show of resolve from the Washington Capitals to fire back and win this thing in overtime. Uh, Got to love the late goal by Milano. And, of course, Ovechkin getting 790 at this point uh, to win the game. Moving on uh, to the 25th, two days later <clears throat> on Friday, Calgary at home, or Calgary if you are from that part of the world. This was just an incredible game by the Washington Capitals, an absolute clinic. In the first, in the first period, uh, oh, sorry, it, it was just an incredible game. Uh, Oshikuzi and Ovi, all of our big guns cashed in. Ovi finally got his 791st, uh, and he's only 9 away from 800. If you know math, that's how it works out. That's just a wild number to see any player score 800 goals is crazy. It's only been done a couple times and literally twice in the NHL other than now. So Ovi hunting yet another landmark uh, benchmark here for goals. The Caps came to play in the first i thought that they they played with a lot of jam they were they were hard on pucks but unfortunately they just got crushed in shots you know that calgary team does have a lot of top end talent they definitely showed it by possessing the puck in the washington capital zone zone for long periods of time or seemingly long periods of time and they fun, did funnel quite a few shots on net in that first period uh luckily uh they came out of the the caps did come out of the period though one. So Calgary is as hard as they tried, could not get anything going, uh, could not find the back of the net, and instead it was Oshbabe cashing in on his on his first goal and his return in his second game back. The second was an absolute defensive clinic held by the Washington Capitals as Calgary couldn't get again, couldn't get anything going. Instead of the kind of first period where they were getting some extended periods of zone time, the Washington Capitals really buckled down. This was not the counterpunch that Calgary wanted to put out there. Instead, the caps really just took the game to them and didn't take their foot off the pedal. And it finally came to a head as Kuzi darted in and split the D for a highlight reel goal. I mean, you know, this is, this is quintessential Evgeny Kuznetsov, right? Getting the puck with speed Flying into the zone and splitting the D for a just hands goal, hands team goal, along with his incredible ability to just glide through guys. You know, we've talked about it uh, last Thursday with Andy Hammond that Kuznetsov literally glides faster than most guys can do in an all out sprint uh, in the NHL. It's Pretty beautiful to see. Love to see it. And uh, you know, good for Kuzi. He's only got a few goals on the season. It's great to see him finally getting a little bit of a reward for some play that you know has really not gone his way throughout this season yet. In the third though, Calgary finally gathered their shit and, and started a counterpunch, but and, and ended up edging out the caps and shots, but still couldn't solve Kemper. Ovi put the final nail in the coffin on the power play, and that's all she wrote. That's a second shutout by by Darcy Kemper this season, and the Caps, to this point, are riding pretty high. Love to see Ovi score, obviously, uh, but on the power play is even better. You know, a power play starting to come together just a little bit. It's definitely not an 0-36 situation or whatever that we saw earlier in the season. It's great to see that things are starting to kind of come together. I wouldn't say that they're rolling yet, but – a overtime win against a metropolitan division rival followed up by a 3-0 curb stomping to a team that should that really is underperforming right now uh is great. You know, we you hate to be that team that a that the opposition turns their season around on. Um looking at you, you fucking Pittsburgh Penguins, but at the same time, you know, this is a win that we should have gotten and we did. I think the boys played really well defensively overall and, and really took took the piss out of the Flames in the second. You know, just stifling for a check, uh, making sure that pucks were not in control into their own zone. Instead, it was more of a dump-in and retrieval, and then a efficient breakout the other way was key to this victory. Really good win. Really good win. And here we go on to the bad news. <clears throat> so I said... You know of course I'm never wrong on these things. I said it, it was a three nothing. It was we were going to be 3 and0 by the end of this week. and honestly, all other stats, all stats besides what was on the scoreboard uh, indicated a win by the Washington Capitals. If you just saw the game notes for the Washington Capitals and didn't hear about the score or any goals, you would think that the capitals absolutely dominated this game and won. But unfortunately it didn't and it was a 5 to 1 loss, an absolute drubbing to be completely honest on the scoreboard, but it really didn't feel like that throughout this whole game. Because it was a back to back we got silly cider Charlie Langren in that um, I think he had a uh, he had a game that was a game. <laughs> Lingren had a game, and that's probably about all I can say uh, about it. I don't think that uh, all of the goals were his fault or anything like that, but uh, he, you know, the Devils are a team that if you let them get rush chances, they have a lot of speed and a lot of talent on the transition game. They're going to make you pay. So in the first, the Caps really just came out swinging, looking to take advantage of the sometime undisciplined game of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, really trying to get pucks deep and negate the speed that the the Devils obviously have up and down their lineup. Uh, Devils got you know several chances in the first, but that did include uh, or I'm sorry, the 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 Caps got a ton of chances on net in the first, included two post shots. Vitek Vanacek, our son, was you know on his head all period. The Caps really just pouring it on in the first. Unfortunately, a soft OV slashing call, which may be the softest fucking call of all season uh, up to this point, resulted in a power play goal for the Devils. The Caps did have two power plays with several looks, but could not find twine. Uh, the scoreboard didn't indicate the amount of jam that the Caps came to play with, out shooting the Devils 10-7 uh, in that period. Now, we did have two power plays, which would love to have seen somebody cash in on, but it just didn't happen. Uh, it was a, a frustrating period, but I think the Washington Capitals, you know, came out in the second and tried to, you know, ca- tried to build upon what they had done in the first, you know, it's a power play goal. You can come back from that. Enter fucking Jack Hughes, you know, a guy who's tiny and speedy and skilled, incredible skating ability. And, just two goals off the clip from this guy. One off of a absolute, just insult to injury on Lindgren off the face mask and into the net on no angle. Unbelievable. Um, After a, after a turnover, you know, in our zone as well, he got another one. Lars Eller, unfortunately pumps it right to him. Uh, But you know, Hughes's closing speed on that play it was next level. I mean, he read the play very smart and just darted in out of nowhere, it seemed, and uh, and and just made the Caps look dumb. He was clear as day as soon as the puck hit his stick, as soon as he intercepted that pass. He dangled Lindgren and then banked it right off of his left skate and into the net from behind the goal line. That's two goals that are really just kicks in the nuts for Charlie there. Uh, Obviously, I can't say that the turnover was his fault. Would love to have seen him get that deflection goal off of his mask. Uh, That that high no angle shot would love to have seen him stop that. But that's a a tough play. I mean, it's a snipe, man. It's, It's crazy. So, fuck Jack Hughes. We couldn't solve him all night going into the third. You know, he's got two goals, hunting for the natural hat trick. And you know what? I'll, I I was hoping that we'd be able to play the body on him, staple him to the boards a couple times, shut him down. Was not happening. Uh, on the rush, on a breakdown of play, a two-on-one. Uh, he used his skating ability to be literally wide open as the Caps defenseman pinched to the puck. As they entered the zone and roofs one on Charlie Lindgren again, after Vtech Vanacek stopped a barrage of shots. I, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. Good for vtech You know what? This is a, this is a guy who's been fighting for his life with the Washington Capitals. He was a Hershey bear, you know, a draft for the caps. Uh, we shipped him for, I think like a third round pick to, New Jersey, who is looking for some stability in net, and absolutely got it through VTech. Uh, he's kind of the de facto starter now that Blackwood's injured. He's put a hell of a season together. And on this night, he was lights out. That sucks. Natural hat trick. Hats come raining down. Uh, honestly, very rare that you see a natural hat trick. So I guess, you know, feel lucky. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel very lucky after that, to be completely honest. But interesting to see, cool to see if you're a New Jersey Devils fan. Uh, that made it 4-1. And then I think Severson or somebody scored another one uh, off a broken play in front of the net on Lindgren. Definitely not Lindgren's night. Definitely not the Washington Capitals' night at all especially when you look at how dominant and how controlled uh, the play was for the caps. I believe that the, the shot attempts were like 80 to 30 something for the, in favor of the Washington Capitals, this game, you hate to see how, you know, which makes kind of like the, the end result of five to one, even more, you know, of a, of a kick to the face. But At the same time, with, with eight minutes left, John Carlson does roof one on the power play, so the power play ends up cashing in. Uh, John Carlson with an absolute rocket to the shelf uh, ruins VTEC's shutout. And after that, you know, you can start just, like, feeling okay that VTEC is having a good season, I guess. Um, I think the Caps played with, like, a, a crazy effort level. Um you got to like that performance though it like i said does make you hate the result a little more 81 to 38 shot attempts wild stuff vtech stuffed ov 8 times including some one-timers on the power play at this point the, at you know about halfway through the game the washington capitals were just throwing everything in the kitchen sink at vtech and he was up to the task each and every time it didn't help that The few defensive breakdowns that we did have and then a couple, you know, more fluky kind of like the no angle all ended up in the back of our net. Literally, it seemed like every chance that the Devils had to, you know, score, uh, they did. And that's a hot team running into a team that is both injured and struggling a bit, trying to right the ship. It would have been great to see the Devils win this one, but or I mean the Devils lose this one and, you know, get an actual loss or a non-ref influenced loss on the books but that wasn't in the cards this night. New Jersey's a solid team. Like I said, they made do with the chances they had. Uh shout out to Lindy Ruff as this was his 800th win. As an NHL coach, he's 62. He's been coaching for 22 years in the show. The guy is the pinnacle of longevity. Earlier in the season, we covered that everybody was chanting fire, Lindy. Now they're all sorry. All the Devils fans are sorry for even saying that or even thinking that. The crowd was alive. There's a lot of young fans, a lot of new fans for the, for the New Jersey Devils, and a lot of old fans that have come together and are really just pumped uh, that the Devils are playing out of their minds right now. Uh, do I think that they're overperforming the, the Devils? A little bit. I do think, I mean, none of this is sustainable, right? You can't win every game. Um, but, man, are they a fucking wagon right now. I, I don't know when the, what the end is, you know, if somebody gets injured. And, I mean, I think they're doing this all without Andre Pilat too, which is wild to me. Um, their young guys have finally found it. And, you know, this is what happens, I guess, when you just suck for like three to five years and force feed your young guys minutes. Um, that coupled with Brunette and Lindy and some coaching and good vibes and leadership in the locker room, you know, a lot of things have to go right, obviously, but it's interesting to see how New Jersey has developed their rebuild and, you know, I think that there is a happy median between that, you know, with with the Washington Capitals being on kind of the twilight of their cores age. You have the New Jersey Devils on the opposite end of the spectrum who literally had nothing for years and except for draft picks. And they were just like, we're just going to make this work and you're going to play and you're going to get the shit beat out of you. And now you have a chip on your shoulder coming into the season. And we'll see where we go. They've also shored up the goaltending question, uh, something that they they you know they hadn't had good goaltending for a long time, and now they have Vitek Vanacek, who's at least stopping the first shot, and obviously has had a hell of a game in this last one. So he's riding high as well. Good for him. Uh, On to the Caps. I think it's it's just wild how impactful TJ Oshie is. You know, we talked about this at the top of the show. Dude's a spark plug. I love how he hounds pucks. I love how he plays the body. He looks like he's back to 100%. I hope he can stay there. TJ Oshie in the past few years has been quite the glass cannon. I'm hoping that he eventually, you know, I hope that for the rest of the season he stays healthy because he's a huge part of this team, makes an immediate impact. He's got, I believe it's four points in the past three games, including a goal. So love to see that from him. Another shining spot. I think another, another good pickup by Brian McClellan, a very shrewd move that I, that I loved early in the season, Sonny Milano, quietly racking up points. Um, you know, he's really come into his own in the past few games and he scored some big goals for us. And he's also dished pretty well. He definitely, Sonny Milano is the player, you know, he's playing with a lot of speed. He, he's pretty good on puck. But the creativity that he shows with uh, the other players that he's with, no matter who they are, is pretty good. Um, I love the Strome milano line. I think that that's a really good, uh, really good kind of pairing there. Uh, for two guys who are young, have a lot of jam and can, and, and, and I think Sonny really kind of adds this little bit of this layer of creativity, uh, being able to get the puck in hard spots and make something happen with it. So good on him. Uh, also this week, you know, shout out Kemper posting his second shutout, um, guys who I'd really like to see start putting the puck in the back of net or at least getting some more shots. Is the snake bitten Anthony Mantha? Man, this guy—he uh, just seems to be on a slump. He's also got the monkey on the back for sure. Would love to see him go off for you know a multi-point game and keep it going. Throughout his career, much like the player that we gave to Detroit um, in exchange for him, Verana, has been a bit streaky. You know, when the goals come, they come in bundles. When the points come, they come in bundles. But there are times where they disappear off of the, off the lineup, become invisible. Right now, I think Mantha is kind of doing that. He's still getting shots on net, which is great. That's really his, his strength. But, uh, I'd love to see them start dropping in. And I think that'll come. That will come with more chances. You look at this overall week, the Capitals outplayed the opposition in probably, Seven of the nine periods of hockey. Uh, all three in in New Jersey, and two each in w- against Philly and against Calgary. So, you know, uh, while Calgary's result—a three-nothing win—was great, I think that Calgary came out in the first and really in the third and gave it back to us, uh, and really started to kind of push back, but. You know, you look at the Devils game, and it was just opportunistic scoring, uh, and that's what happens when you have your top-tier talent flying high, and that's exactly what we saw with New Jersey. So two different teams, three different teams, really, including the Caps, that are showing a couple different looks. Next week, we've got, on the 29th Tuesday, uh, a huge road trip for the Caps, six-game road trip coming up for the next two weeks. The Washington Capitals are out of D.C. Tuesday, the 29th, at Vancouver. Then Thursday, the 1st of December, at Seattle. And then Saturday, the 3rd, at Calgary. This should be, you know, Seattle's going to give us some trouble. That's Grubauer and Berkey are in Seattle right now. And they're on a streak. Uh, I believe it's five games. So hoping to see some good jam. From the Washington Capitals and see them rack up some points here against the West. Calgary, they're going to have a chip on their shoulder after being embarrassed the past two games against the Caps. They're going to want to get things going. That's a team that's slumping. Um, Vancouver is just their Vancouver, so that should be hopefully a win. Again, I'm going 3-0. Caps are going to go 3-0 this week. I'm calling it now. And I, you know, honestly, I wasn't wrong last, last week. The, the, the Caps outplayed the opposition to be 3 and 0. It just was bad luck. So, you know, that happens. Um, cause again, like I said, never wrong. Uh, Vancouver, all of these games are at 10 p.m. So Caps fans, if you're going to watch, just be prepared for not getting any sleep. But come on, nothing happens between Thanksgiving and Christmas at work anyways. So to that end, I hope that you have a great week. Lots of positives overall this week, Caps fans. Lots and lots of positives. It seems like the gameplay is starting to take a shift. This is the perfect time to be having this shift as well. TJ Oshie is back. Who knows when we'll see Tom Wilson. They did Wilson and Backstrom did not travel with the team, so it's probably still two to three, even a month or two away till we see Willie back in the lineup. The positives are that they are skating, though. So that's great. I don't know if we'll see Backstrom, like I've said, a bunch of times on this podcast the rest of the season. We may see him in the postseason. Who knows? Uh, maybe a little cap a cap sketchiness that we're going to try to pull off a la the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, you know, at this point, uh, when it's our team doing it, I don't care. Uh, so, cap fans, look for a – this is going to be a brutal road trip. But at the same time, we're playing some – middling to two high teams this week. Uh, Looking at the Eastern Conference, Boston and New Jersey, both wagons, 36 points, probably the two best teams in the league right now. Uh, Toronto quietly in that second spot in the Atlantic. Detroit killing it, staying relevant. Third spot in the Atlantic with 26 points. In the Metropolitan, the New York Islanders have 30 points and Carolina at 27 to round out the top Pittsburgh has weaseled their way into the second wild card spot and the Tampa Bay Lightning are holding steady Uh, both of those teams have 25 points Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay for both wild card spots the Caps currently have 21 points if they can have a really solid road trip these next couple of weeks we could see the entire dynamic the Metropolitan change just a little bit for sure you're looking at New York knocking on the door at 24 points, one point out of a wild card spot. Florida and Montreal are ahead of the Washington Capitals currently, both with 23 points. We win the next game. We're up there with them. And, uh, you know, if we go on a little bit of a streak, we could be at a wild card spot by the end of the week. Who knows? That's what we want to hear. That's what we like to see happen. But, uh, you know, again, that's what I'm saying is going to happen. 3-0 this week. Caps fans – hope you have a great week. <clears throat> Tune into us on Thursday where I have Joe from the washed up goalie from Tindy talk on to discuss uh, just goaltending in general, a little bit of beer league. So if you're a beer league uh, player, you're going to love this one. Um, but until Thursday, Hockey Churl, signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Churl podcast, repping the greatest team in the. Show. Follow me, The Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to The Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Podnet on social and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.